Hi, Joel Rollins here on the afternoon of day three of the now four-day ISE 2016, and I'm sitting here with Bob Snyder of Rave Europe. Bob, thanks for being with us again. Oh, my pleasure, Joel. What a great show this year, huh? Give me, give me your overall impressions. Well, I mean, ISE is going from strength to strength. It's just a powerful show. Adding an extra day gives us all more opportunity to get around to a bigger footprint and get a chance to see everything. Uh, but you can see traffic today is wonderful, uh, and we're already uh, ahead of records, and uh, it's a, just a show that's right now on a roll. Yeah, I'm hearing numbers between 65 and 68,000, and I'm seeing and hearing more languages even than last year. Uh, everywhere in the world, I think, in the world of AV is coming here to Amsterdam. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I, I actually asked Jason what, you know, What's the? We now have people who would have gone to Infocom Asia coming to it. We have more people from North America than I have ever seen here before, and I'm like, okay, so is this becoming the show? Oh, I, I think it is the show. I, I keep bumping into Americans who are having their first trip out of America here at, to Amsterdam. So I think that's wonderful. It's, and that's the great thing about Europe. Europe should be the crossroads, you know, between the the. the Says you. Well, I, I mean, from the point of view is that they're experienced in dealing with cross-cultural issues. Yes, absolutely. You know? absolutely. And um, I think that that's Europe's big draw point between Asia with all its countries, America with its large single market. Europe is the perfect place to put the two of them together. You know, it's funny. I, I wrote an article on our blog just before I came out about one of the reasons I love to come here and most North Americans don't realize it, but they are just blessedly multilingual here. I mean, there's no, uh, there's no issue whatsoever with getting around Amsterdam or getting around the show. No, I mean, my, my stepson <laughs> speaks five languages fluently as a European, and uh, again, in America, we're just not accustomed to it. It's, it's something they grow up with, and it's wonderful. Yeah, it, it really is, and, and I'm seeing I mean, obviously, 1,200 exhibitors this time, nearly twice the floor space that we do for Infocom. And I predict it'll be up another 10% next year if they can find a place to put them. We got no place to put They're them. They're building anymore. another hall here. Yes. You know, will it be ready next year? I, may, I think I heard two years before. Two it's ready. years, I think. Yeah. Wow. And the Rye, I mean, for those of you who didn't see, I posted a panoramic picture from the window of the building that we're in across the Rye. It just goes on forever. As I said earlier, you know, one of the things I've taken to doing for this show the last two years is I buy a new pair of walking shoes before I leave and I throw them away when I get home. The, mo I <laughs> the most important thing uh, is definitely having a good pair of shoes here. Absolutely. And, and yeah. be aware that you're going to walk so much you'll wear them out. But literally, yeah. I can't think of any company with any recognition level in our industry that is not here and very well represented. And, and a lot of small ones that I've never seen before. And the other thing well, that I mm, really love is no, the European no. manufacturers, the smaller ones now starting to participate in the show. Yeah. And I'm seeing product that we don't get, yeah. you know? So yeah. one of the other things that happened over here is they had a, a, what they call the M2D yeah. meeting, right? Which is manufacturers sure. to distributors. Right. There are, uh, you know, a lot of the smaller European firms that I'm talking to are saying, at this show, we got North American distribution. Yeah. So, so what are you hearing from? I mean, obviously, this is your constituency. Sure, sure. 
I, I mean, again, the, the value of this show is that it draws out the smaller European makers who you don't get a normal chance to see. For example, I uh, this morning was visiting with a it's conference room technology uh, scheduling company from Denmark, you know, done with the Scandinavian flair. And it's their first venture out of their country into the wider European market, let alone they have the great fortune here to bump into the, the right American distributor and to be able to say, okay, we can now have a shot to getting into that, you know, big, large American market. You know, one of the things I find a, a real advantage for this uh, show is I do a lot of corporate boardrooms, especially for banks, and they have to be very stylish. And I'm seeing products with a European sense of style mm -hmm. that will make them look unique, yeah. you know, in the New York market. Yes. Yes. I, I mean, Europe is, is just so fascinated with design and each culture has its own little twist that they put on it. And the variety and the quality of design is marvelous. Uh, it really Marvelous. is. And, yeah. I mean, and not not to say that, that the product is, you know, better in, in, in those words than, than North American product. It is that it is di styled differently. We tend to be a little more in America utilitarian. Yes. And uh, uh, conscious of price and utility. In Europe, they tend to think first, does it look good? And if it does look good, people will pay whatever it costs in order right. to make it work. You know? Yeah, so. I, I look at it and I, I think of it as Bang & Olufsen style. Yes, exactly. You know? Perfect. Uh, and there's really, there's been some very, very, I'm, I'm yep. seeing control products and networking products that we don't get. Um, so, you know, the, this it's valuable for me as a U.S. dealer to come here for this. And have you seen the, you know, some of these loudspeakers uh, designs they have here? Oh, they're, they're beautiful. Fabulous. Some, yeah, some fabulous. of the furniture styled stuff. I mean, yeah. I saw uh, yeah. actually a, a Czech company that does yeah. enclosures for speakers. Yeah. And they're gorgeous. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, in the United States, we'd have to go to a company like Legacy to get those. Yeah. And, yeah. You know, so I, you know, really, I'm I'm enjoying it a lot, and I'm finding it advantageous to make the trip. And I'd like to say that from our point of view, in Europe as a European market, we love coming to this show and seeing things. For example, Stealth Acoustics has their home theater concept, this ninety thousand dollar outdoor, all weather, twenty four seven home theater, which in Europe no one would ever come up with. Uh, it's it's one of those products that's typically from our mentality American and it gives us a chance to see some of these uh, larger-than-life products that we wouldn't normally get. Let me ask you this. I mean, one of the things that I really love about this yeah. show is the whole info, you know, something we'd never see at home is Infocom and Cedia co-sponsoring a show <laughs> and seeing the home theater market and the and and the commercial market together. <laughs> is that something that's always been this way? In, I mean, uh, in the United States, never the two shall meet, right? right? Yes. You know, as a matter of fact, in yes. my area, I partner with one of the nation's best home yep. theater companies. Mm -hmm. And when one of our executives comes to us and says, we want you to do our home theater, we say, no, here's a company we want you to work with, right. and we'll mm -hmm. help. But, but we don't want to do no. home theater. So this is a separation, a gulf there. Mm -hmm. In in Europe, has has that changed, or has it always been this way? No, it's always been this way, and I'll tell you why. Because in America, we have a large market, and it forces companies to concentrate and segment and be very focused about who they are. 
in Europe, where the countries are smaller, take it for example, Belgium, where my, my wife is from. In Belgium, yeah, you're liable to have a residential integrator mm-hmm. with a storefront and acting as a distributor and maybe manufacturing one product on the side. Yeah, that's that's something else that that is, you know, the blending of the parts of the market. You know, in the U.S., we have manufacturers, distributors, dealers, right? And they don't cross. But they like don't to, cross. Today, nope. I was at my favorite booth in the show always, Lang. Yes, right? what, what and a wonderful a, company. Yep. Here's a distributor that mm-hmm. does actual integration work with their dealers. Right. Right, and and does it at a level that, you know, I have to admit, we, we look to distributors to help us get product replaced if something breaks. Right, to, exactly. You know, that kind of thing. Yes. We never look yeah. to a distributor to say, yeah. come in and help us integrate the thing. But the European distributors, because they're so far from the factories, historically they've always had to provide technical support. And so the European distributor tends to be much more technically inclined than your uh, typical American, you know, where, where they're concentrating on being a logistics and a value-added mover of the product. Here, they're all technical uh, by definition, but some of them, like Lang, would, would be uh, super <laughs> in terms of qualifications for the sort of things they're doing, but almost every distributor here is more technical than your average American distributor. Now, I had an awesome interview uh, with Kevin Kelly yesterday from mm-hmm. Stampede, who've announced yep. that they're opening in the UK and they're yes. going to start distributing in Europe. Yep. Um, a, I mean, I, I believe the, the, those guys are sharp and they understand it's going to take them some time to get acclimated to the market. Yes. And it's going to take them some time to really get penetration because one of the things here is, that I really have noticed is yep. the loyalty factor here yep. is a great deal greater than it is in the United States. Yes. So how long do you think it's going to take them to actually make you know, progress mm-hmm. in that market? Well, uh, again, they, they have executives who are familiar with Europe, so it may be less than perhaps some other Americans. But typically, uh, a lot of European companies have been exposed to this American mentality of sales and bravado. So the Americans come over and say, hey, we're going to take the market by storm. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And the, Euro- the Europeans are suspicious by nature. Um, the word new does not embellish and enhance something the Uh, way it does in America. Right. And what they do is they go, okay, we're going to wait and see. If this stays here, if this doesn't go away, if it still looks serious after 12 months, then we'll start checking it out. But uh, we don't want to be exposed too much to it. Now, there there are different parts of the market for different reasons that, that might engage earlier. But a company that comes to Europe, you know, has to, first of all, get know-how to adapt to the cultural issues, and they are a great deal of cultural issues. And after that, you know, it's going to take 12 to 18 months to, to ramp up the business the same way in America you might ramp it up in six months. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, well, th- let me ask you another question. I don't know how much you've had a chance to get around the show mm-hmm. floor. I know I certainly haven't seen it all yet. I've been here three days. What's the What's the coolest thing you've seen so far? Well, I you know, there's a lot of, you know, cool stuff in that, but the, the product that I think has the most, you know, implication for the business, you know, is the new TI 4K projection chip, right. you know, with its pixel imaging. And this now allows projectors to get back into the 4K game against right. the 4K displays. And 4K is the big buzz and is the big calling card now. So I think that is is a, a pretty 
important shift because it pits the display manufacturers back against the projector manufacturers and we haven't seen that for the last 12 months. Yeah, so you consider a core technology the coolest thing and we're yes. seeing that, you know, in either product or prototype product from yes. a lot of their partners, right? Yes. So that really has 4K's exploded. Two things yeah. I see exploding here, collaboration and 4K. And as a matter of fact, if you can put both words <laughs> on a product, that's the coolest thing of all. Yeah. One of the things that I love though, have you had a chance to see the curved two-sided OLED displays at LG? Uh, yes, I haven't seen them here, but I, I've seen them. They are marvelous. Marvelous, yes. and yes. stand in the middle of a space yes. and, and styled right for the market. And LG is working very hard on this, and, and I think it's a very positive thing. Yeah. The, you know, the, this question, going back to your point about the conferencing, though, it is <laughs> Europe is, is just almost recently discovered what in America we call the huddle rooms. Right. And Europe you know, doesn't even know what a huddle is, really. They don't know where the word comes from, but they now have the concept that They'd call all it a these, scrum, wouldn't they? Yeah, a scrum room. <laughs> but they now have the concept that all these uh, um, places are having uh, uh, breaking into smaller rooms, and there's a tremendous proliferation of room scheduling and conference room technology, and it seems like almost everybody, every big company here is either importing one or making one. Yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And and I'm seeing, you know, one of the things that encouraged me is with the first time I came to the show, it was smaller U.S., I mean, larger U.S. manufacturers, and now we're starting to get smaller U.S. manufacturers exhibiting. And I actually asked Jason McGraw, I'm like, does this threaten your U.S. participation? And, of course, they their line is, no, 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 it just adds to it. Yeah. So, and I did talk to a number of European manufacturers who have really experienced this show and are considering exhibiting in the U.S. I, I believe that, you know, the Infocom show in America will benefit from the growth of the ISE and will receive, uh, uh, you know, it's a slower uh, activity, but I believe, you know, I've met European manufacturers here who said, yes, I'm talking about going to Infocom now. Right. And, and, and that's got to be good for the organization in both ways. Yeah, absolutely. You know, but, well, but realistically, if I can put in a commercial for Europe, you know, Europe is a larger market by definition than America. America is a larger single market. Correct. But this concatenation of all these European markets, plus we control the, the Middle East business, makes Europe by definition, we should be a larger show if they're doing it properly. Right. Absolutely. And, and you know, it, it is a crossroads. Uh, Amsterdam is, and the other thing I like the, about the fact that we chose to have it here as opposed to Berlin or Paris, whatever, mm -hmm. there's just nobody more hospitable than the Dutch. No. You know, it really is a wonderful place. They're very tolerant of our not understanding things. <laughs> they, they switch immediately to English when they hear our accent. Uh, and, and they're, you know, I hate to say it. They're friendly without being condescending. Right. Friendly without being condescending. And, you know, by all accounts, you know, the Dutch culture is the one that's closest aligned to the American in terms of they're very practical. They're very utilitarian. They're very much pro-business. Uh, and they're very open. And they're, they don't have the social structure and the social hierarchy that a number of the other European uh, cultures have. Yeah. yeah, and to those of you who are here from North America, I've been coming here for this show for several years. I'm going to encourage you, get out of the Marriott, Hilton, Wyndham, etc., and get out into the, the real Holland, right? Mm. I mean, 
and, and it won't take you very long to figure out that you can get around. And it is, it's a different experience.